viewer discretion advised. chicks and cats out there welcome back thank you for joining me again so let's talk about some crazy things I've done as a teenager so I remember there were times that there were two girls who stayed across the street and I'm gonna call them my baby daddy right <laughs> he stayed across the street and they stayed in this building complex so the four of us was horrible, right? So we used to just do simple stuff for no reason, just because we could. I don't know why, and we never really thought the stuff through, but that's just what we were. We were kids, right? So there was this one particular time, me and the two other girls, we decided that we were gonna go to this party. So those two girls, lied to their parents and said they was at my house watching a movie. I didn't have to lie. I really wasn't monitored, if you want to say. So if I left the house, it was just an assumption that I was across the street hanging out. So I really didn't have to tell her anything. We told her we wanted a movie, but she didn't, when I say told her, my grandmother, that we wanted a movie, she said she was watching it, so I was like, all right, I'll be back later. We jumped in the car with about, I think it was six guys, and we went to the party, and we had a good time, we kicked it, and I think we left the house about eight o'clock, nine o'clock, and <laughs> we hung out all night long. So, we was coming up the street, coming back, one of the guys stopped at a stop sign. And I can't remember if it was me or one of the other chicks that said, what would we do if our parents was outside waiting on us? And we started laughing and was like, nah, it's cool, they ain't out there, they sleep. Man, when we pulled up in front of the house, now mind you, I stay on one side of the street and they stay on the other side. So we pulled into their little parking area. It was like, all the adults that stayed in the building and my grandmama outside. Like, why is y'all outside? Y'all ain't never outside. Right? So, we was like, pull off, pull off, pull off, pull off, pull off. And so the dudes pulled off and they went around the block and they dropped us off at the corner. We walked back around towards the the complex like we wasn't just in the car that pulled off. Like we thought we was being smart. So we come walking up and the one girl, the oldest girl, got her ass toe up. When I say her mama tore her butt up, she was all on the ground. She was tagging her with that belt. So I'm too busy watching her get tore up that I ain't realized that my grandmother, and, and trust me when I say this, Granny was stunting. Granny didn't whoop me. 
So when she snuck up behind me and popped me with that belt, I took off running out of pure shock because Granny don't whoop me. So what is you trying to front for these people and hit me with the belt? But I still wasn't going to stand there and let you tag me, right? So I ran in the house, doubled back and came back outside to watch the other girl get her butt toe up, right? So the next day, after all that calmed down, Granny was, you know, caught her breath or whatever, talking about she was going to whoop me. So the next day, we reminiscing, the three of us, and we talking. The oldest girl is the one, only one that really got a whooping because the youngest girl, she hid in the bathroom, but her mama don't whoop her either. So we like, man, how they find out? So come to find out, this is how we got busted, y'all. My grandma, who don't never come out the house to fraternize with anybody, decides this particular night, she gonna come try to find me to let me know that we can come back to the house and watch the movie that we previously inquired about. The youngest girl mama said, they not here. So them two tiptoes around to the other oldest girl's mama house and she said, we ain't there. So now they trying to figure out where we at. It's, I don't know. I think they started looking for us about 10 or 11. I don't know what time they really started looking for us. Out of all the people, my baby daddy, because that's what I'm calling him, decide his mama don't even, your kids in the bed. Why you telling them what we doing, right? <laughs> and I love her to death. You know I do. Uh, so she decides to tell, come on out and tell her little two cents snitching. Like, just snitching. And of course, she yellow. So that proves my theory about yellow women. She's snitching for no apparent reason. So she snitched and told us we got in the car with a group of boys. So that's what made the parents sit outside and wait for us for however long it took. Right? Now, if I reflect back, it's a lot of things that could have happened to us. Us being three girls in a house party with nothing but guys and we the only girls there. I get it. But times back then are not the times that we have now. And no, my child ain't allowed to do nothing like that. I'll wring a neck, right? But that's just what we were. And that's just what we did. I don't know why we did it, but we did it. CeraVe is a skin renewing night cream. It helps restore the protective skin barrier. It gives you a soft and refreshing look. So if you're looking for something new and improved for your skin, CeraVe is the product for you. Always remember that at the end of every podcast, there will be links for you to get the products that are advertised during this podcast. So I guess you should have just listened to me talking about us getting caught sneaking out after hours. Here's another story. Me and the youngest girl from the first story, right? I'm going to call her the young girl. And when I say young, I think I'm a sophomore in high school and she a freshman in high school. And then in the first story, the, the oldest girl was a junior in high school. So we stair-step. So me and the youngest girl decide, Granny, my Granny, is always upstairs in her room 
She don't never come downstairs in the basement. Now, let me explain the basement to you. This basement is my area. It got a bar, which is not used for a bar, but it, and it got shelves behind the bar. I got a little sitting area with couches and TV, and I got a shelf with my radio. And then the other area over here is like a little open area where it's, it's a finished basement. So it's, it's just my little hangout spot that my grandmother let me turn into my little heaven when, when my uncle ain't around is mine. Let me just say that because when uncle come around, he always get everything. That's a pet, but that's another story. But anyway, so I got it decked out. Got the rug and everything. So we decide that in this basement, of course, you know, it's stairs that come down there, that we gonna throw us a little party. So I keep going to the door, bringing two and, two and three people down the stairs to the basement. Then I go back to the door. One time, Granny said, Nick, what you doing? Nothing. Just hanging out with young girl and we finna watch some TV. Oh, okay, cool. She ain't say nothing. She went back to sleep. Man, when I tell you, I can't remember at this point if the oldest girl was with us. I doubt it, but she might have been. If she wasn't there, it had to be at least 10 dudes in the basement with us and just me and her. Now, I remind you, at this point, I am completely gay. I just don't say anything. Yes, I do things to make people believe I'm not gay. And yes, I've been intimate and fake boyfriends and pretended like I, I was with this dude or that dude or done things to make people believe I'm not gay when I know I'm really in, right? So to make this story funny, in front of my bar, remember the bar I told you about, we got about four stools, bar stools. So you got one guy, he about 400 pounds, about six, five sitting right in the first one. He by me because he messing with the radio. Then you got some other people in the other chairs. You got people on the couches and then on the love seat, you got people and then you got people standing up. So we just having us a good time. We got it quiet. We got the radio and TV up so it don't sound like a bunch of people. Well, to us, it don't sound like a bunch of people. So all of a sudden, you hear grandma hit the door. Boom, 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 boom. Because, you know, I locked the top step. What are you doing? Now, you can, you know, back then, them doors, you can put a little fork or spoon in there and unlock the door. So when we heard her open that door, we unscrewed the light bulb. When you hear her hit that first stair at the top, you can hear people just running, hiding. Hiding and running, right? And I'm standing there like, damn, she really gonna come down these stairs. She don't ever bring her ass down these stairs. And here she come down these stairs. So I'm just standing there like trying to contemplate and giving people time to get settled in their hiding places. She come down. She brushed past me because you got to remember the TV is kind of on but not fully on. 
Where's this light bulb? Turn these lights on down here. Why is these lights on? I mean, she why is these lights on? So she finally screwed the light in, right? You remember the guy that I said was about six feet something and 300 and something pounds? This is the only person that is seen. Everybody else is in spots that you don't even know they down there. Like you can't even see them. They don't even exist. But he got his overgrown, excuse my language, ass sitting on the bar stool with his eyes closed, his fat ass neck stuck in his shoulders with his arms crossed against his body, bent down with his stomach in his knees like he hiding from green. Man, when I tell you... All I could do, I can't even hear her fussing because all I could do is see him squashed up and like, what made you think she wasn't going to see you? So I'm like thoroughly disgusted looking at him like, dude, like why didn't you hide? Why didn't you take your fat ass behind the bar? I'm like, my mind is racing. Granny tell him, you get your ass out my house. What are you doing in my house? When she says this, right? At this point, she think it's just him, right? When she says, get your ass out my house, when you see people jumping over the bar, coming from behind the bar, people coming from the other area behind the stairs, people was hiding behind the uh, furnace and the heater, somebody was by the refrigerator, by the subject tank. I, when I tell you, I was amazed that we had that many people down there. That and I was just watching them hit the stairs. Boom, 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 boom. I was like, oh my God, we did have a lot of people. Right? So everybody took off. So I tried to tiptoe on, you know, with them. You don't go nowhere. You go into a boarding school in the morning. Right? So I didn't realize I didn't think it was that serious. It was just throwing a party. So the next day, she didn't let me go to school. She seriously talking about sending me to a, a girl's home or whatever the case may be and all that talk. She had a few other, other parents that was in my life come talk to me. And I'm still trying to figure out over a party, right? Like, I'm a straight-A student, and you tripping like this over a party? So here's the kicker. I come to find out years later that the story that left her mouth was that I was having an orgy and that's why she was disgusted. Now I don't know who she confused me with and I don't know after all we've been through and all the diaries that you read of mine and all that you knew well, you should have known and didn't want to admit you should have known I wasn't having no orgy with a whole bunch of boys because you read the diaries. You heard the conversations and just on the way I dressed alone and because you read those diaries, you should have known I wasn't having no orgies with a whole bunch of boys. So, even if that was your perception, when do you have a conversation with me and try to figure out, even if you believe that I 
had orgies of that nature. Instead of throwing me to a home and letting every, which I didn't go, went back to school the next day, none of that happened. My question is, as my caregiver, my grandmother, someone who loved me, and if I was troubled enough for you to believe that I was having orgies with about 20 different guys, when do you sit down and give me the help that I needed or try to figure out why would I give my body that way to somebody else, to that many people? You had more conversations about me having orgies with other people than you did with me. You've never had that conversation to ask me did I have an orgy and why would I? So the lesson in this is, again, this taught me to have conversations with my child and any child that I've been into their life and build a bond that they can talk to me and trust me with anything that they tell me because some stuff you're still going to get your ass whooped. But you stand a better chance if you have a conversation with So that's how I kind of made it twerk with that type of situation with my child. But here, on the light of it, I'm terrible. I know I was terrible. And I just like to have fun. Has one of your loved ones taken over your tablet and you never get to use it like you would like to use it or every time you open it up it's one of the family members favorite shows and you got to reprogram it to bring up the things that you like well there's here's an opportunity for you to get you a new low price amazon fire tablet seven inch 16 gigabytes i'll provide a link after each podcast for you to be able to get this for a low price and free shipping Let me throw one more out there that was real funny that I don't I don't even know if my maternal family remember, but I remember that there was a time I, I remember I, I couldn't have been but I had to be under five because I was still in preschool when this situation happened. But I wonder if they remember the time that me and my bully locked every, everybody was cooking out and everything and they had the music playing, they had the window open and they was letting the music come out through the window and me and her, my bully, locked everybody out the house, all the grown folks out the house. And we was in there tearing up that brown. Like we was tearing up the brown, like we was under, I was under five and we was getting totally wasted off that brown y'all. And then they got the beating on the door to get in and we wouldn't let them in. I don't know if I was too wasted to let them in, but I do remember my aunt, my mother's sister, had to climb through the window to get in the house because we wouldn't let them in. So when I say I was terrible, I'm telling y'all I'm terrible. So I'm not innocent by no means in anything in my life. I'm fully aware of everything that's going on with me and everything that I'm doing. I am liable for. My problem with situations is how I was handled, how you should have handled me. And maybe I wouldn't be, yeah, I'd probably still be terrible. No, I don't think I'll be terrible. 
But all of it had to happen, however it happened, because what stands before you is this great individual that, as these stories go, you can't do nothing but love me. And like I've always told people, the one thing that you love me for will be the exact same thing that you're going to hate me for. So you can't do nothing but love or hate me, but I guarantee you, you're going to respect me, baby. I'm out.